episode four of Hi-Ho Radio. I'm Melissa, and with me is my co-host and husband, Johnny. Hello. On today's episode, we're going to start with a news roundup with the latest news out of Disney before we move on to some of the background music loops that you guys suggested on Instagram and Twitter. And finally, our main topic is going to be the Disney Cruise Line. So it's been a while. It has. We've had a little break there. Johnny was gone for a few weeks on a trip, and I had a really crazy work schedule, so we weren't able to get anything out to you, but we're super excited to be back and recording another episode. Wow, has it really been three weeks? Yeah, just about. You know, a lot can happen at Disney in three weeks. You're right. We should probably get straight into the news. going to start this news roundup by talking about something that has gotten the Disney community a little upset. That would be that Disney has decided to do away with the fast pass photographers in the indoor meet and greets. So what that means is that the indoor meet and greets like Tinkerbell and some of the other ones that you go inside to meet the characters, instead of there being a fast pass photographer there, there's just going to be a box that takes your photo. Sounds magical. I know. I just... Man, I'm with everybody else. I don't like this idea. No, it's, it's, sorry, Disney, if I had a stick, I'd be shaking it at you right now because it's a terrible idea. Some of the greatest shots that we got of our son meeting Mickey Mouse for the first time were not the ones that were in front of the backdrop. It was as we were walking in, him seeing him right at first. We weren't even, we were barely even in the room and we got some of the cutest shots of Mickey Mouse and our son. And that would never have happened if there was just a box there waiting to take our photo. Right, and the photographers, like you say, I mean, they do such a good job. They and, do a really good job. The interaction between them, and especially, like you're saying, like with our, in our experience with our two-year-old, it, it's crazy to think that it's just going to be a, a box. Now, do we know if there's going to be a cast member still in the room? Because what happens if, like, if we go with our son and we want pictures on our phone at the moment, they take pictures for you? Are they still going to do that? I'm sure there's probably still going to be a cast member in the room. I don't see how they couldn't. They kind of have to do that for crowd control. But I think now they have at least two people. They've got a crowd control person and the fast pass photographer. So certainly there's got to be someone else in the room. It just doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, it's, it's it, the only thing I can think is that it may speed things along a little bit. I don't see how it's going to speed things up to the extent that it's going to make a big difference to the lines or anything like that. So I don't see the point of this. I don't see the upside for Disney. I mean, they may save a few bucks, but is that really worth ruining one of the more magical, magical moments? moments? Yeah. And not just that, if you're paying, what is it for a, a photo pass these days? It's a lot of money. It is. At the moment, we're trusting that the photographer is going to take a good photo and you know that they're going to do that. Whereas with the box, are you able to check? Are you able to see if they have, it has taken a good photo? According to one of the articles that I read, I think you are going to be able to check on the screen maybe before you leave the room. Um, that or you're able to check pretty quickly on your uh, my photo pass. Well... If it's checking in the room, that's going to blow away the idea that I had about it speeding things up. Yeah. So I don't get it. I, I really, this is something I do not understand. The cast members at Disney are one of the top reasons why Disney World, Disneyland, everywhere, anything Disney is special. So to take away some of that interaction, yeah, it just makes shame. no sense to me. And they're really talented people. These photographers right. are great. And why? Why? Yeah, they, I don't. I don't get it. Maybe we'll find out. Maybe somebody will write an article about it and we'll, we'll figure out why Disney is deciding to do this. But for now, I say boo. Well, yeah. And, you know, it, this kind of feels like one of those things where it's like, you know what we have to do? We have to fix the monorail. But wait, let's do something else first. Let's do something. Let's let's, let's try and do something with that. So we don't have to do, do something that actually needs fixing. Sorry. Like I said, I need a stick. I'm just going to shake my fist for now. Which way is Disney? It's both directions. I'm shaking yes. fists. Angry. It's good to be back. <laughs> Okay, moving on to something a little more fun. I'm actually really excited about this one. Disney's Hollywood Studios is redoing their Disney Junior show. It's going to be the Disney Junior Dance Party, and it's going to be opening on December 22nd. I'm really excited about this. Uh, last time we went in April, I went with our son, and it was fun, but it was kind of outdated. The show that I saw with my son last April had the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse, which was fun and had toodles and everybody. And then it also had the Jake and the Neverland Pirates, which they actually don't show on Disney Junior anymore. And then Sophia the First. So I'm super excited that they've decided to change it up a little. The article that I read on the Disney Parks blog is saying that it's gonna be more of a dance party, which I think is super fun. There's gonna be a DJ. And then it's gonna be songs from The Lion Guard, Vampirina, and also Mickey and the Roadster Racers, which our son loves. So I am super excited that 
next time we get to go to Disney and check this one out. Moving on to some Epcot news, we finally found out what they are going to be calling the Ratatouille ride in the France Pavilion. It's going to be called Remy's Ratatouille Adventure. I'm good with that. Yeah, it works for me too. I mean, we're still going to say, hey, do you want to go ride on the Remy ride? What are you going to call it? Ratatouille? Yeah, ride Ratatouille, yeah. I mean, I but, think for short people will call it Ratatouille. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that, you know, it's kind of like Frozen. I'm going to go ride Frozen. It's going to be, I'm going to go ride Ratatouille. But at least they came up with a, a name that's, you know, it's good. I yeah, like it. it's cute. Fits on a t-shirt. Now on to some Disneyland news. I am so excited about this. I wish we lived closer to Disneyland because they are going to be doing two themed nights in 2019 that they're called Disneyland After Dark Events. One is going to be Sweethearts Night and the other is going to be 90s Night. That sounds like a lot of fun. I know, so much fun. So on February 7th, they're going to be doing Sweethearts Night. They are going to be having dance parties and a royal ball. You'll also get to meet a bunch of the character couples. So you'll get to meet Eugene and Rapunzel and Aladdin and Jasmine, and then obviously Mickey and Minnie. And then there's gonna be a lot of photo opportunities. And then they're gonna decorate it for Valentine's Day as well. So that'll be super cute, I'm sure. But wait, 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 what about food? Yes, they are saying there's going to be romantic food, beverages, and then also merchandise, of course. And then unlimited Disney photo pass downloads for the event. And then there's 90s night, which I think would be so much fun. It's on March 7th. So they're encouraging everyone to come dressed as their favorite 90s character or in their favorite 90s attire. Wait, wait, who would your favorite 90s character be? Max. Yeah, yeah. So, I'm sure I could think of some others. So but we, we would be going as Max and Zazu. So. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah. Um, so they're going to be having... Uh, a special 90s themed fireworks show. They're also going to be doing special meet and greets from the Disney afternoon lineup that was on in the 90s. They're going to have decade inspired food and merchandise. And then, just wait for it, you get a commemorative fanny pack. That's a bum bag in England, just, just so we're clear. So tickets are already on sale for these two events. It's $99 each. It's the same as if you're going to a Halloween or Christmas party at, at the Magic Kingdom. It, it, you don't, you don't need a ticket for the park that day, it's just a separate price. So $99 will get you a ticket to each of those events. And that's this episode's News Roundup. A couple weeks ago on Instagram and Twitter, I asked you all to let us know what your favorite background music loops are, and you guys came up with some really, really great ones. So I just wanted to talk about a few of those here. Sammy KS14 on Instagram said, I love the drum music that's playing as you walk into Adventureland. And wow, I went and I checked it out. It's so fun. It is so happy. If you are lacking any energy at all, jump on YouTube and check this one out. It's super fun, really happy, really upbeat. It will get you moving. Duke of Disney on Instagram suggested the Epcot and Magic Kingdom entrance music loop. And if you've been listening to any of our podcasts, you'll know that we often use the Epcot entrance music loop kind of as our background. And I have to agree with you, Duke of Disney, the Magic Kingdom entrance music loop is classic. It's great. We love both of those. Awesome suggestions. Capturing Disney 21 suggested the Haunted Mansion holiday background music because it sounds like a music box and you are correct. It really does. The different arrangements of Nightmare Before Christmas are super fun, so thank you for that one. Uh, and here's a fun one. WDW Collective on Instagram suggested the music that they play before Illuminations, which I hadn't ever really listened to. Had you listened to that before, Johnny? I guess I had. I mean, obviously we've been there when it all lights up and there's music in the background. When I when I listened to it, it, it did kind of take me back to a feeling like it was nighttime. So I guess I do remember it being there. But Yeah, I, and the torches being lit yes, up exactly. and getting and excited, getting your spot for illuminations. It, now that I've listened to it again with my headphones and everything, it, it kind of sounds like, I don't know, awesome workout music from like the late 90s or, yes. or early noughties. And it's like, I, I feel like I need that every morning now. <laughs> I, think, I think that's my, my alarm. And uh, who was it who recommended it? That was WDW Collective. Thank on you. Instagram. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and lastly, Third Wishes Designs on Instagram suggested the resort music loop that they play on your television when you check into a Disney hotel. It's that one station that you can turn on anytime and find out the park hours and information. And, and I have to agree, it is one of my favorite things to listen to when I want to be in the Disney mood and just feel like I'm on vacation. I will YouTube the resort music loop channel and I love it. I think it's great. I totally agree with you. 
it's it's one of those fundamental parts of a Disney vacation mm -hmm. and I agree that turning that TV on and hearing that music and it just having it on in the background when you're unpacking is you know you're on vacation yeah it's good stuff thank you so much everyone for your suggestions I think that was really fun so if you have any favorite background music loops that we haven't talked about yet please go ahead and let us know at hi-ho radio on Twitter and Instagram topic this episode is going to be the Disney Cruise Line, yes. something that I'm super excited and I know Johnny's super excited to talk about wait, too. Wait, wait, wait. I came prepared. I he came did, prepared. He did come prepared. He has his Disney Cruise Line funnel. Is that the mug. funnel? It's the mug. Yeah. yeah. It's... The funnel of the ship. They turned it into a mug. It's pretty cute. Um, he brought that along. So he's got tea in his Disney Cruise Line mug. So I'm prepared. Are you? I'm not prepared. Okay. My mug is just plain, but that's okay. So we're going to be talking about the Disney Cruise Line because it's something that I feel like a lot of people always have questions about. And it's actually something as kind of hardcore Disney people, we really didn't get into until a few years ago. Um, and I think it's a really fun, great alternative to a Disney World or a Disneyland vacation. You have this whole other world of Disney that you can explore with the Disney Cruise Line. Absolutely. It's it's a very familiar experience because obviously characters, the the theming of the ships, everything, the, the, cast, the members, cast members, it's it's a level of service. Exactly, it's a very familiar feeling when you're on the ship. But there are people that like us who spend plenty of times going to the parks and have never really thought about the cruise line or have thought about it and have questions or reservations about it. So that's what we're here to talk about. See if we can answer some of those questions. So the Disney fleet now has four ships, two small and two large. The two original are the smaller ships, the Wonder and the Magic. And then they have the two larger ships, the Dream and the Fantasy. And they're going to be rolling out three more ships in 2021, 2022, and 2023, which are going to be larger ships as well, just a little bit bigger than the Dream and the Fantasy. So at this time, Disney Cruise Line offers cruises from anything from two nights on the West Coast uh, up to 14 nights uh, so there's, there's something for everybody they cruise in Alaska they cruise down the west coast to Mexico they go through the Panama Canal they do east and west Caribbean they do the uh, Bahamas they do transatlantic they do a UK cruise where they go around the UK to do a Baltic cruise now and they also offer a Mediterranean cruise so really, they go pretty much everywhere except for Asia at this point. They will be opening up service to Hawaii here That's in the next true, couple yes. of years. And I feel like when they get these new big ships, I think they might open up Asia as well, which how neat would it be to go to Disneyland Tokyo and then a couple nights on a cruise or Disneyland Hong Kong and a couple nights on a cruise. You see where I'm going with this. So Disney, if you're listening, that would be amazing. At this time, we've only taken two cruises. We've, we've booked about 12, but we've only been on two. We've been on a four-night Bahamian cruise on the Disney Dream, which is one of the largest ships, one of the newer ships, and that sailed out of Port Canaveral in Florida, went to Nassau in the Bahamas, then on to Castaway Key, which we'll talk about in detail in a little bit. That's uh, Disney's private island. Right, and then we had a day at sea and then back to Port Canaveral, so four night. And then uh, just earlier this year, we took a five night cruise on the Disney Magic out of Miami. So that cruise took us to Key West, which was really neat. And then went on to, we had a day at sea, and then we went to Nassau in the Bahamas and then Castaway Key, uh, Disney's private island again, and then back to Miami. So Johnny mentioned that we've scheduled several cruises, which we have, and unfortunately have had to cancel a few due to scheduling conflicts and stuff like that. And Disney's always been really great about it. But one time we were going to go last September and Disney actually had to cancel the cruise. It was when Hurricane Irma was getting ready to hit the Caribbean. So Disney actually went ahead and canceled that one, but they were really great. They gave us full reimbursement and they gave us 20% off. 25%. Oh, 25%, thank you. 25% off an upcoming cruise which was really great i think they really took care of everybody who they had to reschedule there so applause again for disney's customer service on that one right they jumped on that really early as well i think it was three or four days before the cruise was scheduled to leave which gave us plenty of time to sort out something else to do 
So you're thinking about going on a Disney cruise. What is included in the price of your cruise? First of all, once you get on the ship, they have a really neat app that you can pull up. It's called your Navigator app, and it has the whole schedule of everything that's going on on the ship. Anything that you want to do is in your Navigator. There's also a paper copy in your stateroom as well. And you'll be handed a paper copy when you check in at Port Canaveral or Miami or wherever you're getting on the ship. Yes, and the app also includes a chat feature for everyone in your party. So if you just turn your cell phone to, I think it's airplane it's mode. airplane mode and, and you can join. You join the ship's Wi-Fi. And you don't have to pay for that. Yeah, and you for, don't have to for pay this for it. specifically, you don't have to pay for the Wi-Fi. Yeah, and then you can just chat with each other while you're on the cruise. I, oh, I'm here. Oh, I'm there. It's really great for keeping in touch with other people in your party. So one of the most important things when you're booking a cruise is deciding on what sort of stateroom that you're going to want to sail in. And obviously it depends on the number of people in your party, but Disney offer a number of different options for you. We're going to start with the cheapest. Uh, the cheapest is an inside stateroom. So that is, as it sounds, is there's no porthole, there's, there's no view out, but it's a perfectly nice, typical Disney room has everything that the others have except the view. On the newer ships, they actually have a magic porthole which displays images of what the captain sees, so what, what the view is at the moment from the ship, and also you might be visited by characters from Finding Nemo will appear on there as well, so it's kind of cool, um, especially if you have kids. The next level up is an ocean view stateroom. These can be found on the lower decks primarily and also at the front and the back of the ships on the higher decks, and it is a porthole. And depending on uh, if you're on one of the larger ships or the smaller ships, you might have the opportunity to get a bigger porthole, which will, um, it's kind of cool. We've had one of these booked for a future cruise actually, and you can sit in the porthole and yeah, look out. Yeah, so that's pretty fun, especially if you have kids and you're worried about kids in a balcony. Right. I think an ocean view. Which I'm sure a lot of people are, yeah. you know, with, you know, especially two, three, four-year-olds who climb. Yeah, you're worried about your kid and, and the balcony and everything. I think having a porthole that they can climb in instead is a pretty fun option and you can still have that great view of the ocean and the right. stars and all of that and it actually affords you a little bit more room in your cabin if you get one of the deluxe family ocean view which is one of the bigger portholes because the room that would usually sorry the space that would usually be taken up by the veranda is actually just part of your room yeah. so you have a little bit more the majority of rooms on uh, all of the Disney ships is a veranda stateroom so it's the same as the porthole but instead of having the porthole you have a balcony Having a veranda is great if you want to sit out and, you know, watch the ocean go by, read a book. Get some cup, fresh air. Get some fresh air. Have the noise, just the sound of the sea is fantastic. Dry your clothes. And if you, I should also mention, there's a lot of adjoining rooms. And yes. that's that's something that we've taken advantage of um, in the past with um, cruising with family. And on the, on the verandas as well, you can open them up so you can have one big balcony. That's been really nice. Yeah. We've liked that. And finally, Disney offer a concierge level of room and there's suites one bedroom suites and then there's also the royal suite with veranda also sometimes called the roy disney suite which if you are in your cruises facebook group which is something i suggest that you do when you book your disney cruise is join the facebook group for your specific cruise sometimes whoever's staying in the big fancy suite will say hey everybody on the ocean day come come by at three o'clock and you can have a tour of the suite they did this on uh, one of the cruises we were on which i thought was pretty fun that they'd you know open that up and let everybody see the the big fancy room on the ship also included with the price of your cruise, and very important, is the food. Very, very important. Very, very important. So included in the price of your cruise, you will get the rotational dining options. There are three on each ship. They are all themed differently. Some of them have some really fun themes. There's Tiana's on the Wonder. There's Animator's Palette, which is... Actually on all the ships. On but all the ships, but yeah, yeah, but a little different on each of the ships too. There's also Tangled, Tangled mm -hmm. on the Magic, which was great. So they all have different themes to them and they all serve dinner, but you can also get breakfast and lunch there as well on certain days too. It's actually a very good idea because sometimes it's a lot quieter there than going to the buffet, which is the next thing that's included with your cruise. Yes, so all of the ships have a buffet called Cabanas, which will do breakfast and lunch and actually dinner as well. It's just a, a, it's a more simplified menu than what they do for Lunch and yeah, it's kind of a selection of options from the main dining. Yeah, basically. Yeah. And you will also get the quick serve restaurants on board. So up on the pool deck, there are several quick serves. So, you know, stuff like hot dogs, pizza, pizza, hamburgers, pizza. There's also on the main pool deck on all the ships, pizza, soft serve ice cream. So you can walk up and get 
a cone right. and get your soft serve and then they change out the flavors yeah. pretty much every day so that's fun too also you get room services included in the price of your cruise and that's really great the only part of the room service that's not included is the tip you should tip the whoever brings your food the server who brings your food right and the room service menu isn't huge but you'll you know it, you'll find something that you, you yeah. can eat on there and we've taken advantage of it especially on the first night of a cruise Yes, I, I tend to eat off room service for the first night of the cruise, and I'll tell you guys all about that a little bit later. Also included in the price of your cruise are all of the shows that take place nightly. Yes, the Broadway-style shows that they have, the performers are amazing. They do some really fun original shows like the Golden Mickeys. They also do shows that you know like Beauty and the Beast and Tangled and Frozen. We actually got to see Tangled on our last cruise so good. and it was yeah. so good. I'm so glad we got to see it because it was really fun. Villains is good as well. Villains Tonight was fun. They've got these shows that have kind of become part of the Disney Cruise Line culture. It's like when you go to Disney World or Disneyland and there's fireworks that you, you like to go and see and it's part of the trip. It's, it's kind of the same thing, going on the dream and watching Golden Mickeys. Yeah. Oh. So along with the shows, there's a lots, of, lots of other great entertainment too. There are live performers all over the ship doing all types of music they'll be in the atrium they'll be in the clubs they'll just kind of be around doing kind of pop music or sometimes they'll be doing disney music or in the piano bars they've got like somebody doing billy joel and and all kinds of fun stuff something for everyone i'm gonna just music music on a disney ship this is included the magic of walking out of your room and down the corridor and hearing disney music yeah it's pretty great like just walking around the ship singing along to the music or maybe you know singing and dancing outside of an elevator and then it opens and the captain walk out that's happened who who would that happen to my dad yeah twice i think which is even funnier but so really great entertainment all over the ship there's also character meet and greets you just check your navigator see who you want to go meet and you arrive there a couple minutes before that time and you'll get to interact and meet your characters which is really fun they'll be in different outfits if it's Castaway Key Day, they'll be in their beachwear. If it's pirate night, they'll be in their pirate gear. So that's really fun. And they'll also just show up in random places too. So we took an animation class that we were learning how to draw Donald and who shows up but Donald Duck. So that was really fun. But you can be walking down the hallway and a character will be walking towards you and they will interact with you. They'll give you a high five, they'll wave at you, may even stop, take a picture if they have time, but it's it's a lot more accessible on a Disney cruise. Yes, than at the theme parks. And they really are everywhere. They are, and it's it's just so funny that you can just turn a corner and then there's a princess or there's yeah. Donald Duck oh, waiting yeah. for an elevator. Or on the dream. I'm a super huge fan, if you guys haven't already noticed, of a Goofy movie. I think it's one of my favorite top five all-time movies. And who shows up in the atrium of the dream but Goofy and Max and they're in their golfing gear and they were getting ready to be part of the golfing lesson or putt-putt thing that was going on in the atrium and I just lost it. (laughs) It was so fun. Um, So great characters everywhere and it doesn't cost anything to meet them. There are two character meet and greets that you have to get tickets for in advance, but you don't pay for those tickets. You just have to reserve them. And those are for the Anna and Elsa meet and greet, as well as there's a princess meet and greet where you get to meet at least four or five princesses and get your pictures with all of them. So you do have to reserve your tickets in advance. However, you don't have to pay for those. I think that's more of just a crowd control issue. Absolutely. So I told you guys about the animation class that we did. They have lots of fun animation classes. They've got classes for mixing cocktails, classes for folding towels. They've got tours of the ship, lots of stuff that you can do as well. You can play bingo. We love trivia. Right. Yep. Yeah. We love to win trivia. We love to win trivia. The trivia is super fun. We've had some really good times playing trivia together as a, as a team. The larger ships have the Muppet Detective Agency, which I'm not even sure how to describe, but you follow clues around the ship to solve the mystery and the Muppets are there and they help you out and it's really interactive. I mean, the Muppets aren't actually there, but they're on screens and things um, around the ship. And so that's just kind of a fun thing to do, especially with your kids to kind of go around and, and do the Muppet Detective Agency. Yeah, fun for adults as well. And for adults specifically, there are a number of bars, pub, 
a club and on the like on the dream there's a champagne bar mm -hmm. there's an adult section of the ship as well which we'll talk about in a bit more detail so there's a lot to do for adults because people a lot of people wonder oh i don't have kids should i do a disney cruise yes yes the answer is yeah. yes the answer is always yes speaking of the kiddos so they have several kids clubs based on your kid's age. They've got the It's a Small World Nursery for the little ones up to age three. And then uh, after that, there's the Oceaneers Club, which I think is about from three to 11 um, years old. And in the Oceaneers Club, they have got the neatest things. And you can come and take a tour of it during their open houses. They've got Star Wars in there. They've got a whole mock-up of the Millennium Falcon, like the inside of it. Uh, on some of the ships, they've got all the Marvel characters. Yeah, and, and speaking specifically of the Star Wars um, section, they also have characters that come out. Like, I think it was people from the First Order and Stormtroopers came yeah, out. And, and interact with your kids. Right. It's really, really neat. Um, so that's the Oceaneers Club. And then they've also got a tween club called The Edge. And then for the teenagers, they've got a, a whole club called The Vibe which all of these places are staffed with Disney cast members who coordinate all the activities and hang out with them. It's not like they're just in there like a free-for-all or anything. And look after your teenagers so you don't have to. There are several pools on the ship. They've got pools. It just depends on the ship as well. I mean, yeah. the, the larger ships have, have a different layout to the smaller ships, but rest assured, there, there are pools. You know, you, you'll find a place to swim if you want to swim. The main thing that I've enjoyed on the pool deck is the aqueduct on the Disney Dream, which is also on the Fantasy, which is a water slide that you go in and you're With in an inner tube. Inner tube, yeah. And you go up basically one of the funnels pretty much and then you, you go out in the tube and you're going over the deck and it's it's clear, you can see everything, you go out over the side of the ship, you go through a darker area. It's a lot of fun. It may not be something that everybody likes but i enjoyed it yeah it's yeah. great it's really neat the uh, magic had the aqua dunk that was which was fun. more of like a flume where they kind of put you in a tube and then drop you it was amazing i yeah. loved it so much i hope you can hear the sarcasm in his voice he it did it amazing and he did it really well and i'm proud of him but i don't think he'll be doing it again no no so but, but that doesn't mean that you shouldn't try it yeah there are also place for smaller kids so kids who are not potty trained yet there are areas for them splash on the pads, ships yeah. uh, little splash pad areas for them to play on the bigger ships they've got what's called nemo's reef which is so great yeah. our son had such a fun time in there and then for the kids who are potty trained they do have like a child's pool as well right and and another and slide slides, for the yeah. for the kids that's a little bit smaller and also on the smaller ships, they have actually a very much larger splash pad for potty train kits, as well as a pool. It takes up like a quarter of the deck. Yeah. It's really cool. So there's definitely places for your kiddos. Whilst you're swimming, you might be able to look up and enjoy a Disney movie. Yes, because they also have funnel vision. So on one of the funnels, they have a really big screen and they play movies all day long. All the Disney classics. They do trivia yeah. on there sometimes. It's where they have kind of the backdrop of their Sail Away show and everything too and Pirate Night. So Funnel Vision is a lot of fun. What's Pirate Night, Melissa? Pirate Night is on all the Disney ships. They have one special night that is pirate themed where everyone gets dressed up like a pirate. They leave you little pirate coins in your room and bandanas for you as well. And people go all out. But you don't have to. You don't have to go all out. You really you don't. And, and I mean, you don't. You, you can enjoy you it. To, yeah. I, I'm not someone that particularly likes going all out for these sort of things, but I like seeing everybody else that has. Yeah. So it's a lot of fun. So they do a show. They do a special uh, pirate menu at the restaurants. And they also shoot off fireworks from the side of the ship, which is amazing. Other cruise lines will bring their ships close or into view of Disney ships on Pirate Night. So yeah. they can see the fireworks. Also something we enjoy on the Disney cruises are the movie theaters so they will show movies in their main theater but then they also have a separate dedicated movie theater as well that is showing first run disney movies so if star wars just came out they're showing star wars if avengers the just came out too, incredibles yeah. they're going to be showing it on the ship which is really neat uh, they also they show some of them in 3d which is not my cup of tea but if you like it mm -hmm. you may get to see one of the new releases in 3d yeah so those are great we we've really enjoyed having the movie theaters on board Okay, that kind of leads um, into what's not included as well, because uh, one of the things that isn't included are your sweets and treats when you're going into the movie theater. Yes, so if you're going to a show at night or you're going to go see a movie, the candy and the popcorn, that's all 
extra that's not included in the price of your cruise you can buy a bucket for the popcorn and get it refilled mm -hmm. for a cheaper rate but and then you get a souvenir bucket yeah which is really fun to try and transport home also not included are your spa services. All of the ships have a wonderful spa called Senses Spa on board, and you can get all of your standard spa treatments. What have you experienced there? So I have done, but on both our cruises, I have done what's called the Rainforest Room package. So what you do is you buy a one-day pass. Which I think is about 15 or $16. Yeah, it's under $20. It's great. And it's a pass. It's good for the whole day. And you get to go to the spa into their what's called Rainforest Rooms, where they have saunas, as well as all of these different rainforest showers, where they have different kinds of modes and temperatures. and Different scents. Um, sense as well yep and then an area in the spa that you can go to that has heated tile seats which that doesn't sound comfortable but it really is like tiled lounge chairs and on the dream that area is all glassed in so you can look out over the ocean and they've got two hot tubs in there as well so you can just go to the spa take a book go to the sauna do the rainforest shower look out over the ocean it's awesome has it been busy when you've done it or no, I've actually not had it too busy. It's been nice both times that I've that I've gone to the spa. They have all of the typical spa treatments as well. And they also have a fitness center in there. And the fitness center and the exercise classes, those are included in the price of the cruise. You don't pay for those. But you do pay for the spa treatments and things like that. Yeah. Uh, other things not included uh, are alcohol. So any alcohol that there are, there are a number of bars on the ship, for instance, in the adult only section, there's a nice bar there, Castaway Key, the adult area on the ship at dinner. There's, there's a number of places you can get alcohol. You're going to have to pay for it. And also some soft drinks are randomly yeah. not included. I got a ginger, did I get a ginger ale? It was a ginger ale. And it was $3. Yeah, that was kind of random. It was, they came with a check uh, with a, a bill for $3. But other then, soft drinks yeah, are every, like, fine. Pepsi, um, oh, was it Coke on the ship? Mm -hmm. It's Coke, yeah. So. I'm not sure why your, your ginger ale was special, but it was. Um, yeah, it was nice. Also, an additional charge is are the coffees in the Cove Cafe, which both Cove Cafes that we've been to uh, on the Dream and on the Magic were so nice. We love the Cove Cafe. Such a nice place just to hang out. Uh, it's so great. And they make really good coffee and you get to know your baristas while you're there and they get to know what coffee you like and they're great. So we love the Cove Cafe. They also have a, a punch card that I think it's five if you get five coffees and the six one's free or whatever. So that's pretty easy for us. I mean, if you've got two people buying a coffee every day or something else, you're, yeah. you're going to get that. You end up with a free drink. And they have little sweets and treats in there as well that are available for free. Yeah, and the, yeah, those are free that are in there, but the coffees and stuff aren't. Uh, but they're well worth it. We love the Cove Cafe. Just the whole atmosphere is awesome. On the Dream, there is a sweet shop or a candy shop. Yes, and on the fantasy as well. On the dream, it's vanilla peas, and on the fantasy, I, I think it's called like sweets to you, or I'm not sure on the name. Sweet, sorry, sweet on you, sweet on you. Sure. Yeah, something like that. We haven't been on the fantasy yet, yeah. unfortunately. But vanilla peas is adorable. So vanilla pea from Wreck It Ralph. Uh, so it's Wreck It Ralph themed, and it is. Oh my goodness, I had the best butter pecan ice cream or gelato. I guess it was gelato ever. Gosh, it was so good. Maybe, however. That's because you didn't walk far enough and see the Rice Krispies trees. Yeah, I know. So just remember that. Yeah, yeah, gelato. Mm -hmm -hmm. Rice Krispies trees. But if you're on the dream, you got to go in right. Vanellope's. It's just adorable. There's also a really fun photo opportunity mm -hmm. in Vanellope's with the with the uh, car. Yeah. And, yeah. Super cute. Your excursions as well to whatever port you end up going to on your vacation. Those excursions are not included either. There are so many things you can do everywhere. Like yeah. all, all the ports that you stop at, there's so many port adventures, as, as, as Disney call it. We've not done any. No, we haven't. We, we have a great time. And that's the thing. Like, if you want to go and do something, go do it. We haven't done it. Michael and Melissa's brother, Paul, they have done a excursion. They went scuba diving. They went scuba diving and my brother went parasailing. That's right. We were at Castaway Key. So now that I'm thinking about it, we're the only ones that... Because you, your mum was well, going to we feed went... some stingrays at some point i think on a cruise way back and it got canceled and it got canceled because of weather but so we're the only ones that apparently we went snorkeling i don't no, know no i went drowning <laughs> we we did the snorkeling at castaway key but yeah we're just we're just not good snorkelers i paid money for flippers and then i nearly died um that, so that's the, my experience with there's 
So there's lots to do on Castaway Key. There's stuff to rent. There's floats you can rent. There's snorkeling gear you can rent. There's so much. We'll talk about Castaway Key at the end. So anything you want to rent on the island will be extra. There's also uh, servers who come around when you're sitting on the beach and they will take yeah. your order and bring you a drink. So that's really nice. Really real nice. One thing I would definitely recommend you spending extra money on while you are on a Disney cruise is going to one of the upcharge restaurants. So either Paolo or Remy or both. Right. I was going to say. Or both if you're able to. We've done Paolo. We haven't done Remy, but we've done Paolo on both the ships mm -hmm. and it's Italian fine dining. Fantastic service. Great service. Such a nice treat while you're on the ship. The food is so good. They offer dinner and they also offer a brunch when you're on a day at sea and the brunch is, oh my good yeah, gracious. It's, it's one of those things that if, if your booking window opens and you can get a brunch, I'd highly recommend yes, it. Yes, get a brunch. And it's only 30 extra dollars per person. It's hard to describe the quality of the food. It is something that you'd pay a lot more than $30 yes, for. Yes, absolutely. And it's somewhat of a, something of a, like an open menu. I'd, I'd describe it because you have a menu, you can pick whatever you want and then keep picking whatever you want because you can pick more than one entree, one more more than one appetizer which you can also do mm -hmm. in the, the main dining as well if you you're choosing between two things they can bring both of them to you mm -hmm. but they do it here as well at Paolo and the fact that they do that and it's only $30 more yeah. and they'll also try and bring you multiple desserts they love to feed you at Paolo and it's they great do. and I think we mentioned in a previous episode that they'll also bring you food that you don't order yeah. just for you to try which is fun yeah so, and then Remy is a French inspired restaurant that is on the fantasy and the dream. They do a whole seven course meal with wine pairing if you want to. And then they also do a champagne brunch as well, right. um, which I'm looking forward to experiencing in the future. Hopefully we'll get to do that soon. And like Melissa said, we haven't experienced that, but her father, Michael has, and her brother, Paul, and hopefully we can have them on to talk about Remy yeah. in the near future. Let them tell you all about that. But the, and that is more expensive than Paolo. It's a little dressier as well, I think. And it is a little bit dressier. Paolo is also somewhere that you're going to have to wear a shirt, wear slacks. Mm -hmm. A uh, polo shirt and slacks, yeah, I think. I, you can't wear shorts. Right. But it's it's so worth it. We highly recommend so it. So nice. It's really great. So great, great views as well. We've been really lucky. We've had great weather the times that mm -hmm. we've been to Paolo and just been able to sit and eat these fantastic foods and look at where you are is it's such an it's thirty dollars is ridiculous for yeah, this. It is it's so amazing. cheap. Many of the Disney Cruise Line itineraries stop at Disney's private island, Castaway Key. So we thought we'd spend a little bit of time talking about Castaway Key. It's an amazing place in the Bahamas. It's an island that's owned by Disney and only Disney ships go there and you actually get to dock right at the island. There's no tendering from the cruise ship to the island. You just dock right at the island and get off and, and walk. Yeah, it's, it's like a five minute walk from the ship to the closest family beach. There's a tram as well that can take you further into the island. There's a couple of different beaches and then there's the adult beach, Serenity Bay on the far side as well. So um, there's lots of room and there's Four, you know, on the bigger ships, there's sometimes four, four and a half thousand guests. And when we've been to Castaway Key, I've never felt like it was overly busy. No, it never felt overly crowded at all. There are cabanas that you can rent on Castaway Key that have a refrigerator and a place that's indoors covered out of the sun. And a, a hammock. A hammock and a deck to them. And then they're obviously they're overlooking the beach and the water. They do not have restrooms in them. The restrooms are a little further down the beach. But it is a nice place if you have a big gathering of people to kind of have a, a little right. home base for you i think they have complimentary water and snacks and stuff mm -hmm. like that as well so those are neat you book a cabana when you check in online they go real quick there's also uh, water slides there there's you can do a lot of different excursions there as far as parasailing parasailing there's petting stingrays there's lots of things mm -hmm. they, they you really can are. rent bicycles and bicycle around the island or or you can lay on the beach and you, have someone bring you a drink. Or you can just lay on the beach and have someone bring you a drink. Which there, I think is a good idea. I'm all for that on a beach vacation. Me too. Uh, there is also something that a lot of people like to do, which is a 5K run in the morning <laughs> when you first, uh, when the ship first docks. 
those people actually get to get off first and they do a 5k kind of fun run or you can walk or you can do whatever but you get a nice Disney medal in the end and it's something that a lot of people really look forward to I know if you're a runner any kind of running somewhere different is fun so I'm gonna be honest I'm not a runner he's not a runner neither I'm, am I I'm not a runner but at some point I would like to I think walk the 5k yeah I'd walk it I think I deserve the medal I don't know how long it takes if you walk it, but uh, I'm sure the views would be pretty nice. That's the thing. Um, this is one of those ways to see the island. Mm-hmm. You know, I, Absolutely. I think it would be fun. Yeah. And there are also some great picture spots. If you want to get a really good picture of the ship from a little bit of mm-hmm. a distance, there are some really neat places on Castaway Key that you can do that and get the palm trees and the water and everything in the shot. There's some really neat pictures. It, it, it's probably, the from my experience anyway, the best place to get a view of the ship because it is like melissa said it's it's only disney ships so there's no other cruise lines there to clutter up the image of this beautiful cruise ship and let's face it a disney cruise ship is top notch they are pretty lovely now tipping is one of the things that confuses people when they book a disney cruise for the first time it confused me what it essentially breaks down to is 12 dollars per person Uh, per night so let's say you have two people in your stateroom it's $12 each so $24 per night the tipping it breaks down into I think it's $4 for a server $3 for an assistant server $1 for the head server and $4 for your stateroom host or hostess so that adds up to $12 and that's per person so depending on your party how many people are in it will depend on how much per day your stateroom is accruing in tips does that make did that make sense? Yep, that made sense. Okay, so there's two ways to do this. So let's just say Melissa and I take a three night cruise. It's twelve dollars each per day. That's thirty six dollars times two for the two of us is seventy two dollars for the three night cruise for the tips. You can prepay that before mm-hmm. you get on the ship. You can call Disney, and we did this for our last cruise actually. We we prepaid, and that way it's not on your stateroom. Uh, bill at the end of the cruise so that's something you don't have to worry about it's already done or you can just let it ride and when you when you get off the ship and they run your bill for everything that you've charged to your room the 72 dollars in that case would be added to the bill so it, it can be a bit confusing but once you've been through the process once it it does make some sense and something else to consider is that you will want to tip a little bit more for yes. the fantastic service that you've received on the ship the night before you disembark you'll find little envelopes in your stateroom and this is it's not mandatory you no. you don't have to do it but we have not ever felt that the people that have helped us haven't deserved extra money yeah. they work so hard and so you know i would say bring some cash on the cruise and it's up to you how much you want to tip there's i don't think there's any right or wrong amount for someone to to tip because you're tipping on bo- above what you've already tipped mm-hmm. but i do think that extra money is definitely warranted for the amount of work that they do and $12 per day per person for the same when you when you experience the level of service that you you get on a Disney cruise that's nothing $12 is nothing per person especially when you have a young child in the room because they go above and beyond they really do it's just so nice to get to know the the host especially in your stateroom because they they start to understand within a day what you need Mm -hmm. so like you need the bed bar, you need the bed made up, you need this, you need that. They would check and see if what they're doing is what we need. And, you know, if it wasn't, it would change and it was great. Yeah, they've always been wonderful. So do plan on bringing cash with you on the cruise. You you will need it to tip the porters at the port before you yes. leave when you're giving them your bags. And then again, Miami, especially. Yeah, Miami, and, they, they like they remind you. Yes. And then again, when you're getting off the ship and they're taking the bags to the car and everything. So you will need tips for those people. And then, like we said earlier, tips for room service if somebody if you decide to get room service and then do think about tipping additionally for uh, your servers and your hostess. Another thing to think about with tipping is when you're at Paolo or Remy, it's it's probably something else that you're going to want to tip a little bit more for, but that you can just add to the check for the night. Yeah. 
a lot of the Disney cruises offer special days at sea or special themes for the cruises. So these are really fun and something to look for when you're booking your cruise. They've got Halloween on the high seas where you get to celebrate Halloween and trick we or treat. Were, we were so close. Yeah, we um, we were doing we were scheduled to do a Halloween on the it high got, seas when it was with uh, Hurricane Irma. It got substituted for a hurricane on the high seas. So. Um, there's also the very merry time cruises where they get to celebrate the holidays and Christmas and have those kinds of fun events on the ship. And then there's also separate cruises that are like Star Wars themed. So there'll be a whole Star Wars day at sea or Marvel themed and there'll be a whole Marvel day at sea. With the Star Wars day at sea as well, they have the ship's horn play the Imperial March. Ah, that's pretty fun. Our two-year-old would love. Yes, he would. So there's there's all kinds of extras that you can look for when you you are booking your Disney cruise. Anything else you want to mention? Uh, there is shopping aboard the Ooh, ships. We like yeah. to do that. But the shopping is only available when you are actually at sea. It's not open during the port day. So you kind of have to plan your shopping around that. But even on the shortest of cruises, there'll still be time to head down to the shops. And the shops are located just outside the Walt Disney Theater, where mm-hmm. the main Broadway shows take place. So you're going to be in that area. Yeah. yeah. They, they do make it easy for you. <laughs> And then one that's, more thing. That's Disney. One more thing I thought I would mention that a lot of people are always kind of concerned about is, well, what if I get seasick? What if I get motion sick? And people are hesitant to take cruises because of that, which I completely understand. I am one of those people that I do not like being in motion for long periods of time. I, If we're on a car trip, I like to stop every two hours and take a break. And so I'm one of those people that, you know, can tend to get a little woozy if I'm in the car for too long or on a really crazy roller coaster or things like that. So I wear the C bands. They're they're wristbands that go on your wrists that have little pressure points that help guard against nausea um, and seasickness. And I found that those have worked really well. Some other people like to do, um, there's prescription medications that you can get. There are patches that you put behind your ear. They're called scopolamine patches and they work really well for sometimes too. Although some of the side effects can be, they kind of dry you out a little bit. And then we did have a friend use them on a cruise and poor thing. She said that it made her kind of lose her appetite. Not Which that she, you do not want to lose no, on a Disney cruise. No, not that you don't want to lose your appetite on a cruise. It didn't make her sick in any way. It just made her not as hungry as she normally is. that's sadder than being sick. Yeah. Don't Um, you, you have some ginger candies or something? Yes. And then I always carry around ginger candy um, and little ginger chews because I think ginger works really well for motion sickness. And, oh, and if you do need a doctor while you are on board, there is a medical bay down on the first or second floor. There is a, a little health center and they have several doctors and several nurses. So there's always somebody available to you if you do need medical attention when you're on the ship. We actually, on our first cruise, uh, there was a passenger who needed to be medevaced out and the captain was amazing. We had just left Castaway Key and the medical emergency occurred. And so the captain went full speed back to Nassau in order to get this person the medical attention that they needed. So. The ship and the crew and everybody is really great about it. So if you do need anything while you're on board, you you can get taken care of. Now, the motion of the ship doesn't affect me. I'm not going to say that I've never felt the ship move. Of course, I've felt the mm-hmm. ship move. It's just it bothers some people more than it bothers others. But you you will have to expect if you go on a cruise, you're going to feel yeah, some you're motion. Yeah, you're going to feel some motion. And there are different parts of the ship where that motion can be uh, lessened, if, you know, somewhat. So... It just, it depends on the person. We we like to be, if possible, midships, deck nine. That's mm-hmm. our that's our place. Um, but people like forward, people like aft. You know, it's, it just depends on you. So I think for your first cruise, I think wherever you can find a room that you feel like you'd be comfortable, that would be, that's, just do that and work it, you know, work it from there. If you think that maybe you'd like to try something else, if you experience movement at the back of the ship okay let's try the front of the ship next time or something like that i think there's a way to make it work for you that's that's separate from the nausea aspect of it that's a different thing but just the movement of the ship itself it it can happen at any time yeah 
I, I find, like Johnny said, we like to be in the middle of the ship because we do feel like there's less movement there. I feel like when I'm in the rear of the ship, I feel it a lot more. And when you're at the rear of the ship, I just, I feel like you can feel a little bit more of the moving and some more vibration from the engines, more so on the smaller ships than the, the larger ship. So that's why earlier when I said I do room service on the first night, it's just so I can give myself a a bit to get adjusted to being on the ocean so the family kind of goes off and does the rotational dining and and I just hang out in the room have room service and then usually by that time after dinner's over I'm pretty good to go and ready to go see the show and I've got my sea legs on and everything's good so you just kind of got to work it for you do what you know is going to work for you if you don't if you aren't able to go to dinner on the first night that's okay no big deal. As someone we know says, our time is our own. <laughs> yes, that is our motto on vacation. Our time is our own. So any final thoughts about Disney Cruise Line? If you haven't been, I would highly recommend booking a Disney cruise. And you know, there's some really easy ways to do it. I think starting out with a four night on the dream is a great way to do or it. Even a three night if you want to make Yeah, or even know, a three night. There's the only difference between the free night and the four night on the dream out of Canaveral is the extra day at sea. They go to the same ports. I, I think that especially those those particular cruises are on the dream and it's a bigger ship. So I think it's the best place to start. I really I'm happy that our first cruise mm -hmm. was on the dream. Yeah, me too. I think that if you're even remotely considering going on a Disney cruise, do it. If Absolutely. you if you can if you can find the time, the money, everything, whatever, if it if it works for you, I would definitely give it a go because I wish that we had been doing it sooner, mm -hmm. but you know, that's, that's life, but give it a go when we're not cruising or at Disney, but particularly in this situation when we're not cruising, we like to troll through YouTube. Yes. We uh, have some favorite YouTubers we that we like to watch. Some people who have graciously recorded their vacations really minute by minute and give you a really really good overview of the ships. So some of those bloggers that we really like are um, the Sea Cruisers, their two sisters, Elizabeth and Amy, did a really great um, couple magic. of videos on the magic. And it was actually pretty much the itinerary we did. So that right. was really neat. That, that, they're good. They're funny. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Michael K is uh, someone who has also vlogged. Um, he's vlogged a couple of his cruises, actually, and he's yes. on one right now. Yes. Um, but the one that I think we first watched was when he was with his brother, David. I think. And they were on the Wanda for seven nights. Yes, it could have been that one. Could but he's done one. a couple he's of them. He's done one on the Dream as well. With his family as well. And he's very thorough. We'll show you he's, everything. He's a lot of fun. Super enthusiastic. So definitely check out Michael K on YouTube. And then another one, if you're kind of... Uh, maybe you don't have kids and you're looking for what, you know, what can adults do on the ship. Adam Hatton. Morning. <laughs> that's what he says in his vlogs. Has some really fun videos of his trip on the dream. So those are three YouTubers you should check out. Adam Hatton, Michael Kay, and Sea Cruisers. And just get a feel for these Disney ships. We will put the links in our show notes so that you guys can go check those out. Well, that is all for today's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. We love talking to you guys about Disney and love talking to you about the Disney Cruise Line. Please check us out on iTunes and leave us a review. It helps other people find the podcast if you leave a review. And also you can find us at Hi Ho Radio on Twitter and on Instagram. Thanks again for tuning in. Hope you have a great one. We'll see you at Castaway Key. Or on Main Street.